Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. This is the Graybar Sports Open Line. Those bit swings and he hits a drive. He hits a slammer. On America's Sports Voice, KMOX. Back at it into hour number two here on KMOX. As always, if you'd like to join the program, you can do so. You can call, text, or tweet. Sometimes I say and or tweet, but if you're calling, you don't need to be tweeting. If you're texting, you don't need to be calling. We can do one thing at a time. 314-436-7900. 314-436-7900. That's the calling and texting option. Or if you want to tweet at me, at Matt Pauley on air, M-A-T-T-P-A-U-L-E-Y on air. If you ever miss anything that we've got going, you can always find it on the Sports uh, Open Line podcast that's available at KMOX.com, also on the Odyssey app. And again, want to remind you about Kegs and Eggs. It's coming up on March 30th, 10 to 2, downtown St. Louis, 7th Street, between Market and Walnut. It is the annual opening day bash, and uh, this is an all-inclusive event that features a preview of the 2023 season, exclusive interviews, fan experiences, giveaways, live music. Everyone with a ticket gets uh, access to a covered VIP area with private restrooms, which the private restroom part on opening day in downtown St. Louis that's worth its weight in gold. Uh, also, Budweiser, Budweiser products, theme cocktails uh, featuring uh, Maker's Mark uh, bourbon, uh, Evan Vodkin, and also Hornitas tequila. And then we'll have a live broadcast and Sugar Fire Smokehouse Barbecue. Each person going to get uh, food and giveaways from our event partners, uh, souvenir event cups courtesy of uh, Dirt Cheap while supplies last. A lot more uh, information available for you, kmox.com slash events. And we look forward to seeing you once again at KMOX's Kegs and Eggs. Uh, speaking of the Cardinals, they play earlier today. They fall to Houston by a 3 nothing score. From a lineup perspective, uh, guys that were in there that you might be interested in, Brendan Donovan, he starts at shortstop today. He goes two for three, so his good spring continues. He's hitting 324. Jordan Walker goes one for four, drops his batting average below 400. Throw up those red flags. I'm kidding. Walker's now hitting uh, 390. Uh, Nolan Gorman continues his pretty solid spring. Uh, he has a hit uh, over the course of uh, the contest as well. Jack Flaherty. It was a it was an interesting day for Flaherty. So the final line says four and a third innings, three runs, two earned, seven hits, three strikeouts, two walks. That doesn't really tell the story of his day. So he pitches into the fourth inning. He gets into a little bit of trouble and. At that point, there is a decision to be made. In spring training games, you can re-enter pitchers because 
there's a there's a limit on how many pitches you want pitchers to throw in a single inning in spring. So if you want to take a pitcher out because that pitch count is elevating and then bring them back in to continue on in the next inning, you have that option to do so in spring training games. So Flaherty's pitch count is elevating a little bit, and Oliver Marmel goes out to talk to him and says, you got two choices here, and I'll leave the choice up to you. You could try to finish out this inning, and then your day's done. Or you can go sit down and come back in the next inning. And for for Flaherty, because really at this point what you're trying to do is trying to recreate uh, what it would feel like in a regular season game as much as possible, he took the sit down and come back. Now you might say, what do you mean? That's not how you recreate a regular season game. Well, the part that he's trying to recreate is the ups and downs. Having the inning come to an end, going and sitting in the dugout, cooling down, coming back out and pitching again. Like that was that was the value in getting him the five innings today because you have those four ups and downs when you go five innings. And and that was where the value was at. So he was okay. We'll hear from Oliver Marmel coming up in about 20 minutes. Uh, we'll also hear from uh, Jack Flaherty later on this hour, and we'll get uh, his take on uh, what he had to do today. Kind of an up-and-down day. I'll tell you, Oliver Marmel was actually somewhat happy with the fact that he was dealing with some adversity because – there's some boxes you want to check off in spring training. Like you don't want everything to go perfect because not everything's going to go perfect in the regular season. You want to deal with base runners. You want to deal with tough situations. You want to have those experiences in spring training. And that's, that's one way to go about it. So I think it was, I don't think it was a great day for Jack Flaherty, but I think there were more good things than bad things today from Flaherty. And maybe that's actually a little bit disappointing because we were kind of lifting up today's start as being a really, really big start for him. It was his first opportunity to go five innings. He is such a big part of what this team needs. There may not be a player who is more important to the Cardinals when it comes to their postseason aspirations. They don't need Jack Flaherty to win the Central, but they do need Jack Flaherty to be Jack Flaherty if they want to make a postseason run. So we're building up all this stuff that he's doing, and we're putting him under a microscope. And I, that when I say those words and when they come out of my mouth, they have a negative connotation. I don't mean them in a negative way. Of course, of course we're putting him under that microscope. Of course we're putting him under the spotlight, whatever stupid sports cliche you want to go with. We're doing all that stuff, and rightfully so, because he is so incredibly important to the long-term success of this team. It is they should win the NL Central accidentally. Like they can have a bad season and still win the NL Central. This division is so incredibly bad. I think the Cubs are the second best team in the division. I think they've passed by the Brewers, but they're still very close. Either of those teams could be the second place team. The the Brewers have the better pitching. I think the Cubs have the better hitting. I think the Cubs have the more complete team. Um I think the Cubs care about winning a little bit more than the Brewers do, and the Brewers have been have proven that uh, with their actions over the last couple of years. It doesn't matter about winning the division. It does matter about what seeds you get. You want to put yourself in the best possible position going into the playoffs. Now you have the teams that are able to avoid uh, the, the first round, and it's not going to be as easy to accumulate all those wins now because you're not playing your divisional teams as much. You're going to have less games against the Reds. You're going to have less games against the Pirates. You're going to have more games against the Yankees. You're going to have more games uh, against other t- the, the, the best teams 
in the American League. Those are you're you're playing everybody. So that's a challenge. That 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 makes every that doesn't make everybody's schedule easier uh, easier or tougher, but it makes the Cardinals schedule tougher. It makes teams in in the NL East it makes your schedule a little bit easier because the NL East is just stacked beyond belief. The AL East pretty much stacked as well. So it makes those uh teams have a little bit of an easy schedule for the Cardinals. It makes the schedule that much tougher because of who you're playing. A little bit of news today Moises Gomez, he was optioned to minor league camp. Not really surprised they're getting a couple outfielders back from the WBC. Tyler O'Neill's back. Oscar Mercado's back. They're just there was not going to be at bats and innings for Gomez. He was a little bit of a disappointment, I think, in spring. Just he didn't show the power. And uh, we'll talk more about him. Uh, Oliver Marmel was asked about what they want to see from him and the decision to go ahead and, and send him down. And we'll play that from you know, when you know going into spring this year. Gomez had an outside shot of winning a major league job. A guy who hit a ton of home runs last year, led minor league baseball in home runs. If he would have shown off that power, he would have had an opportunity to possibly win a major league job. He didn't show the power. He hit for average, which isn't something he's really ever done in his career, but that's not what you want from him. Like hitting for average is fine, but hit for average when you're also hitting for power. His The ability for him to hit home runs was key. And it's tough to judge a guy on a handful of games in spring training, but that's that's the that's the body of work that we have when it comes to Gomez. So he ends up going to a minor league uh, camp, and we'll see whether or not he gets it to gets to the big leagues at some point this year. You would think that that power stroke is going to come very closely behind as he returns to minor league camp. All right, uh, we are going to take a break, and when we come back, we're going to uh, introduce you, and I'm going to get introduced to uh, one of the newest members of the sports media in the St. Louis market. She is Tamar Share. She comes in to uh, join the team at Channel 4 KMOV. Really excited to uh, get to know her a little bit. She joins us next. It's a Gray Bar Sports Open Line, and we continue on in just a moment right here on KMOX. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. This is America's Sports Voice. Gagamo X. 
A great bar sports open line does continue here on KMOX. My name is Matt Pauley. Really excited to uh, welcome on to the program one of the newest members. Maybe right now she is the newest member of the St. Louis Sports Media. You see her on uh, Channel 4, KMOV. She is uh, Tamar Sher. You follow her on Twitter at uh, T-A-M-A-R underscore S-H-E-R. And uh, she joins us right now. Tamar, thanks so much for uh, taking some time. Congratulations on uh, getting back home to St. Louis and joining Channel 4. Thank you, Matt. So excited to meet you over over the radio here tonight. I am so excited to be back home. So I got to tell you this. You're a Clayton person, and I went to Ledoux, so I don't know if we can actually be friends. So we have the instant rivalry, yeah. I understand. <laughs> that is wonderful, though. We're in the same bubble. Yeah, same, same bubble. And you're coming from Evansville, my first ever... Uh, play-by-play job in baseball was with the Evansville Otters many, many years ago. So we have Evansville to uh, to have in common as well. Wow, of course, the historic bossy field. Yeah. I'm sure you got to call lots of games there. That's wonderful. It's my second home, my halfway stop between IU and St. Louis. Perfect. Very good. And Tom Ackerman's an, an Indiana guy, and I know you guys know each other. So there's just connections all over the place. Oh, yeah. And Tom was actually recruited me to come to IU and join the media school, and it led to my broadcasting career. So I give a lot of creds to him and how much he's mentored me over the years and falling in love with sports media. So tell me, what did it mean to you when you got that call, when you found out that you were getting that offer and you were getting the opportunity to come back home? To be honest with you, it didn't hit me until I came into the studio and saw the arch and realized, wow, I'm going to be able to cover the teams I grew up loving, now two new teams that I have quickly fallen in love with. But it seriously was a dream come true, coming out of college, wanting to pursue sports media. I never would have dreamed that now I get to be in this position to be with all of the stars and and the local legends that I grew up watching and and now I get to join that family. They welcome me with open arms. So just an incredible, incredible feeling. Yeah, isn't it cool? I I've, I just got back fairly recently, within the last year, and all of a sudden you're you're with these people that you were listening and, and you were watching when you were growing up. There's there's something very cool about that. There is, and it's cool how quickly St. Louisans want to make you feel at home again. Now you're an adult working in your city, and you get to provide stories to your family, your friends, your people who you grew up, grown up with. And, and of course, the Ledoux-Clayton rivalry is strong. We already know that. And so those people that have been at the station forever have just welcomed me and known that I know this area and I care about it so deeply. And that's what's so cool and special about St. Louisans and media scope in general. How about for your you know, family, close friends, when, when you got to share the news with, uh, with, with some of those people that are very close to you, what was that like? Oh, well, my grandma started crying. So that just, <laughs> that kind of plays it out there. Everyone is so grateful and happy. Who We didn't know that this was going to be able to be an opportunity for me and how competitive the media scene is. And the fact that I do get to be home, it just warms everyone's heart. Everyone's still in the Clayton Ledoux area for me. So I am getting to be right back home, back into what I'm used to, what feels normal. And everyone is just thrilled. 
All right, so let's get into some actual sports stuff. You come back to St. Louis at a really great time. Lots of optimism about the Cardinals. Uh, we're, we're watching City do incredible things. Obviously, what's going on with the XFL, college basketball in the area. I know Illinois, their season ends, but Missouri on the run. It was supposed to be a better season for SLU, but uh, it, it, you join this, this community in this area at a time that it's mostly good things happening in sports. And what everyone's been telling me, and I very much agree, this is the time to be in the St. Louis sports market. There are so many things happening. We got football back. Of course, we have the pipeline with SLU and even IU with the St. Louis soccer talent. So to see that an MLS team is thriving in our backyard is just incredible. There are so many new ways to get the sports fan involved in St. Louis. It's building the city. I truly believe it. So to be able to jump in there, see what the Cardinals are able to do, of course, with Wayno's last season, it's going to be an exciting time all around. We, we just finished off Molina and Albert's last season. So, you know, there's just so many things that are so exciting and good to come from the St. Louis sports scene. The St. Louis sports fan is also so incredibly engaged with like with, when you say something it's going to matter. The stories that you tell are going to be viewed and they're they are going to be consumed. We saw that with the XFL and 38,000 people at that game when there wasn't even uh, a few thousand at any other XFL game. It just shows how much St. Louis sports fans care. So for you coming into your job, I have to think that's exciting because you know you're going to be able to tell stories to people that are really paying attention. It is exciting. And then you got the MLS who has a high school kid playing on the team, and he has to be in school on Monday morning. There are just <laughs> so many storylines that are exciting. The bars are filled watching the MLS team, watching the XFL. So there's a lot of newness to our typical Cardinals Blues parties that we throw every time they're on. But it's just so cool to see that there's so many different storylines emerging and there's so many people getting excited about the city. Of course, like you mentioned, XFL having 38,000 fans, even the top guys in the XFL are so thrilled for that turnout so quickly. Um, What's uh, like growing up? What what was your team? Was it the Cardinals? Was it the Blues? Was it something else? Was there one team, one sport that uh, stood out more than any other? Oh, it was those two. We had season tickets. I went all the time. Of course, Cardinals were our main. We would sit at every single game, grew up going to them. We had four season tickets, so I'd rotate between myself and my two younger brothers with one of our parents. So we made sure to get to a lot of games, and, of course, we were always big Blues fans, and, of course, my Hoosiers. So it was the big um, ability to be so close to so many great teams, whether that be college or professional sports, but I was always a diehard St. Louis sports fan. I cannot say that I I was any other professional sports fan besides St. Louis. Does Indiana have a run in them? I hope so. I have them getting to Houston, so I hope so. I think they're a complete team. I talked about it last night on KMOV and hoping that they can get their gears together and make sure that they use all those pieces that they've been showing. They can play like they played against Purdue twice in the regular season, and we saw how incredible that ended. So hopefully they can make a deep run. So Kent, Cross our finger. Kent State is not scaring you at the moment? Not entirely, because I think, you know, what scares me about IU is the effort 
And I think and I hope after that Penn State loss, it gave them a little motivation to want to make a run in the tournament. I think that they can if they turn on, if they're able to add different pieces besides just Trace and Jalen and and they add in Malik or Miller. There's so many guys that can contribute. It's just will they turn it on? We'll see. So I was looking at your Twitter and I saw I saw the picture that uh, that Brian Kennedy uh, tweeted out. And I got to know Brian a little bit uh, in, in that spring training. He's such a great guy, and we had him on the program yeah. and uh, super awesome guy to work with. But it is it's a really cool photo where it's you and him, and then also uh, Brooke and then Doug Vaughn doing uh, doing a, a special program together. And it just kind of it. it Kind of going back to what you were talking about earlier, coming in and you know think about Doug Vaughn and his history in this market. I don't know. I just I don't even know what I'm trying to ask you. I just saw this photo and I thought it was really cool. Yeah, it's a full circle moment. And I said that to Doug right after we got off the air, and I looked at him and said it was such an honor being able to debut in my hometown with this idol that I grew up watching. He and he quickly was. Oh, don't say that. You know, of course, you're you're here for a reason. But it was so cool to be able to be there with him. Brooke, Brian, both so incredibly welcoming. We became fast friends, I felt like, in our camaraderie. It kind of sounded like or felt like we had been speaking together for years. So it was just a really cool moment to see all the levels of experience in the St. Louis market. And then we all felt like quick family, which was a cool experience. But, yeah, Doug, legend. Yeah, people say that all over the area. He's hilarious in person. So, no, it was just a really cool experience to be able to kick it off that way. Awesome. Uh, well, we really appreciate you taking some time with us. Hopefully we can uh, get you on here every once in a while and uh, look forward to uh, meeting you in person at some point very soon. Thank you so much. So great meeting you, and I would love to meet you in person. Awesome. Sounds great. That's uh, Tamar Sher joining us here on the program. Watch her on Channel 4 KMOV. Follow her on Twitter at uh, Tamar underscore Sher. That's T-A-M-A-R underscore S-H-E-R. And I just... I love it when when people get to uh, to come back here after growing up here and, and and getting these jobs and it's something that I got to experience and I know how special it was for me. So really cool for her to be able to do this and get back to uh, this place where uh, she was able to uh, call home and where she grew up. And there's some so I'll tell this story. I uh, I, I got to do a few of the Cardinals spring training games on the streaming broadcast on what we did at uh, Cardinals.com, MLB.com. And I did I did minor league baseball broadcasting for for a really long time, and at one point it was kind of a dream to to maybe do that. I don't know if my career is ever going to go in that direction, and I'm very happy with what I'm doing now and uh, love love this job. But I got the chance to to do a handful of the spring training games on streaming, and seeing my dad's reaction. My dad lives in Florida, and I, I went down and saw him one day uh, when I was down there, and like seeing. As cool as it was to do those games, seeing my dad's reaction to me doing those games was probably even the better thing. And you get those moments when you get to work uh, in your hometown in a job like this, and it's really cool. So uh, anytime somebody locally hires somebody uh, and gets them back here, that makes me really happy. So I am happy for uh, for Tamar Sher. I'm happy for Channel 4. I'm happy for you that you get to watch her uh, whenever you are watching uh, Channel 4 Sports. Uh, here's what we've got coming up before uh, we wrap things up here for the day. Uh, we're going to do our fun with audio. So we did this when I was down in Jupiter with audio that I compiled. I'm not there anymore, but our guy, Tom Ackerman, is. 
and uh, he is graciously still collecting the audio from Oliver Marmel and others and uh, sending it back in. So hopefully we will continue to uh, be able to do this over the next couple weeks or so during the final two weeks of uh, of spring training where we take the, the big storylines, take the big narratives, everything that was being talked about down in Jupiter, and uh, we discuss it ourselves and we hear from uh, manager Oliver Marmel and maybe some players as well and uh, get their take. So this is uh, this is what's coming up. We're going to hear Oliver Marmel's take on Jack Flaherty, what he did today. Is it more positive? Is it more negative? It was certainly kind of a an up-and-down type day, so we'll certainly uh, get into that. We'll get into uh, the decision uh, to send down Moises Gomez, what that means for the team, and also what it means for the center field battle because Tyler O'Neill is back. Uh, Oscar Mercado is back. We're going to see uh, Lars Nootbaar back at uh, at some point um, in the relatively near future as well as he continues his run uh, through the WBC. So where is that at right now? Where is the center field battle at as uh, it does continue on? We'll talk uh, We'll talk through that. Tommy Edmond has returned. Uh, we saw Brendan Donovan play shortstop today. I think one of the questions about the team right now is when – when Paul Goldschmidt isn't at first, who's at first? Is it Juan Yepes? What if Yepes doesn't make the team? Uh, when when Tommy Edmond needs a day, when Nolan Arenado needs a day, who are who's going to be that guy? And the answer may be Brendan Donovan every single time. We know about his ability to play so many different positions. Uh, how many different positions will it be? How often will he be there? We'll talk about those things as well. That's all coming up. My name's Matt Pauley. It is a Gray Bar Sports Open Line, and we will continue on with the program in just a moment or so right here on KMOX. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. This is the Graybar Sports Open Line. Goes Smith swings and he hits a drive. He hits a slammer. On America's Sports Voice, KMOX. Back at it on a Graybar Sports Open Line here on KMOX. My name's Matt Pauley. Just back from uh, Jupiter earlier in the week. This is our first sports open line originating from uh, back in St. Louis after I uh, had a couple days off uh, earlier in the week where Tom Ackerman took care of the show. And then uh, yesterday was that countdown to opening day. Even though I am not in Jupiter, we're still going to try to do this on an almost everyday basis where we go through uh, some of what was said by Cardinals manager Oliver Marmel and some players and have what I like to call fun with audio as uh, we'll go through the uh, major narratives, major storylines of the day. Cardinals play the Houston Astros. They lose by a 3-0 score. Jack Flaherty throws four and a third innings. Uh, He had a re-entry where he left the game and came back in. You are allowed to do that in spring training, but four and a third innings, uh, three runs, seven hits, three strikeouts, and two walks. Uh, Other bits of news, Tommy Edmond back with the team. It's going to take a little while before he is going to start doing things uh, once again. Tyler O'Neill is also uh, coming back, as is Oscar Mercado. 
Coronado. So let's go through uh, what was said by manager uh, Oliver Marmel between his uh, pregame and postgame comments. We'll start uh, on the Tommy Edmond front, and uh, Marmel said it was good to have Tommy back with the team. Really good to see Tommy back. Uh, good to see his face, and uh, he's a big part of what we do here, so getting him acclimated to all the travel and back here and probably in the game sometime this weekend would be uh would be good yeah there are certainly positives and negatives to the world baseball classic you can certainly look at the mets and the injury to edwin diaz and folks are going to say that was a negative taking part of it i would argue that that injury could have happened doing just about anything. But nonetheless, there are positives and negatives uh, throughout the entire time. It feels like uh, Marmel has really focused on the positives of having guys in the WBC, and one of those is uh, playing in that event helps uh, really get you primed for the regular season. Nolan spoke to it as far as playing in it um, last time. He felt like it locked him in for the season from the very beginning. Just because you're playing meaningful games and meaningful at-bats and you're having to deliver in certain situations and you're in front of a real big crowd, and um, it just gets you a little bit more locked in earlier than you're used to. Yeah, I think one of the questions for this team is when your frontline starters get a day off, who's going to play at that spot? When Paul Goldschmidt gets a day off at first base, who's going to play first? Right now, it feels like it's going to be uh, Juan Yepes. Uh, but when a Tommy Edmond gets the day off from shortstop, when a Nolan Arenado gets a day off from third, who's going to move into uh, the third base and who's going to move into shortstop? feels like Brendan Donovan probably is that guy. He'll get a lot of time at second base, but you've got Nolan Gorman who can play second base as well. And we know that Donovan can play everywhere. I mean, you can put Donovan at first base if you uh, really needed to. Uh, we saw Donovan play shortstop uh, today, and uh, Marmel talked about that and how good it was to be able to have a guy like Donovan that you could plug in at the shortstop position. Yeah, I mean, his value, we've talked about it, is being able to play multiple positions. He hasn't gotten a real look at short um, this spring, so we'll pop him over there today and maybe at another time uh, before we break camp. But, yeah, I just want to get him a couple touches in different spots. So Tommy Edmond will eventually kind of move back into that shortstop spot once he kind of gets his feet on the ground. More from him coming up in uh, just a bit, but we saw Brendan Donovan in that spot. Obviously, we've seen a lot of Mason win at that spot. Uh, This is all connected to the World Baseball Classic. Tyler Neal is uh, returning to the team, but Marmel said that throughout his run in the World Baseball Classic, he was nothing but impressed with what O'Neal was able to do. It speaks to what his offseason looked like. I mean, highly, highly impressed with how he came in uh, physically um, with his swing, but more impressed with the mentality. And I think we're going to see a very different player than what we saw last year. We had found out that Moises Gomez had been uh, sent back to minor league camp. He didn't show the power in spring that I think a lot of people were hoping for. If he was going to make this club, he was going to have to slug his way onto the club, and bluntly, that did not happen. But more than any other reason, him going back to uh, minor league camp is the fact that uh, Tyler O'Neill and Oscar Mercado are each returning to the team after being in the WBC. We have two guys that just landed basically um and playing time's not going to be as available um as far as starts he may be able to come in late after yeah. seventh inning but that's not what he needs he needs to know he's playing and get three to four at bats and game plan for it and not just come face a random reliever in the eighth mm-hmm. so it had more to do with playing time than anything so that kind of uh 
makes the center field battle a little bit more interesting now. Before the WBC, we mostly saw Tyler O'Neill out there. Uh, then we mostly saw Dylan Carlson out there once he was healthy enough to play. Both those guys are going to be around. Eventually, Lars Newtbar is going to be uh, back as well. Marmel gave a bit of an update on that center field battle. We've been able to see Dylan quite a bit. Um, we know coming up through the system what O'Neal is capable of doing in center and uh, we are comfortable honestly with all three there um, so once uh, T.O. gets back he'll get his fair share there and then uh, we'll, we'll figure out what's best for the club but as of right now there's not a I don't have an answer for who's leading the race Mentioned to you, Flaherty's line officially goes uh, four and a third, three runs, two earned on seven hits, three strikeouts, two walks. He had a re-entry where he left the game when he was in a little bit of trouble and then uh, came back in to uh, finish off the game and to uh, get a clean inning before all was done. Marmel evaluated Flaherty's performance. Was in the zone with his fastball, a slider, same thing in the zone, I think 63, 65% of the time. Um, he was able to work through some stuff. Um with uh, the inning where we went to the pen and then brought him back out, which is actually good to see this time of spring, um, working through those type of situations. But at the end of the day, cut her up to Abreu and then uh, doubled up with the slider, and the second one being um, not as good as the first one, and that that was the one down the line. But uh, overall, it was good to watch him do his thing out there. We mentioned the fact that Flaherty did have to uh, work through some things, had a little bit of adversity in the game, and uh, while at the surface level that might not seem like a good thing, Marmel said actually it is a good thing. Seeing him pitch through some stuff today and it not just breezing through it is actually a good thing, like that he had to run the pitch count up in one of the innings and still find a way and then go back out there for two mornings after that. Like that, That's what... Um, like him working through that is actually a good thing at this point of where we are in spring. And then we talked about that re-entry. Uh, Marmel explained the decision that was made, and really it was a decision that was made by Jack Flaherty. Uh, the choice came down to him either trying to finish out that inning or getting another up-down and coming back uh, that next inning. So Marmel went through it and explained the entire uh, situation. As far as what he felt he wanted to work on more, just figuring out a way to get out of that inning or having another up-down of going back out and um, for the fifth time. So more of a, however his body felt, I was okay with either decision. So I just gave him the choice of, you want this next guy or do you want to go back out one more time? Because what I didn't want is a long at-bat and then him only have four or five pitches to work with going back out the next inning, and that wouldn't make sense. So, As we get into the home stretch of spring training, this is one of those spring trainings. There's been a bunch of kind of mile marker points whether it was that point where pitchers and catchers are reporting, full squads reporting, uh, when WBC guys started leaving, when spring, when Grapefruit League games started getting played. Now this next mile marker point is WBC players uh, starting to return. And you you consider all of that when you're putting together your spring training plan. And Marmel said that when they design spring training, they do it with an eye on the regular season, especially uh, in terms of trying to do things that players are as healthy as can be be when spring training wraps up the way you structure spring being able to do that and we've done it for a long time here as far as like go hard and take a little bit and then go hard again it, it does help you um leave camp feeling refreshed um you go hard the whole time it, it becomes a grind and it's truly it's unnecessary right um so if you're getting detailed work in then 
to do that. Marmel also talked about just how they go about really ramping up and down uh, during the course of the spring. The closer we get and get everybody back, it'll be good. And the way we structured it was um, to be able to get in a lot of our work in a compressed amount of time prior to everybody leaving so that we didn't feel like we had to rush and put stuff in not knowing when they would be back. So we feel really good about what we did early in camp. Um, last week we were able to kind of back off a little bit, give these guys a, a chance to take a take a little bit of a break as far as early work and all the work that was happening prior to games just because they were playing every day. Um, so now we'll ramp that baby back up. And then one last thing. I thought this was really interesting because there are some roster battles going on. And I think the most competitive roster battles are going to come in the bullpen. So uh, when this question was asked, I'm trying to remember who asked it. I think it was either Derek Gould or Ben Fredrickson uh, from the Post-Dispatch. If it was somebody else, I apologize. Uh, but anyways, the the answer to the question was what I found interesting because you've got all these battles and you've got guys who are performing and you're trying to figure out what separates one player out from another. And the question was asked, whether or not past performance plays into it. And Marmel said that, yeah, it absolutely does. I think history matters. Yeah, I think it'd be silly to say that it doesn't. You compete with somebody, you know what they're capable or not capable of doing, what they struggle with and what they are working on overcoming. And then you're judging if they're closing the gap on that last one I just mentioned. And if they are, then, yeah, you got to be able to trust what they've done in the past for you. You're going to have some guys that you have to send down who deserve to be here. Yeah, and I love that because it means you have depth. That's what championship clubs look like. You send people down that don't deserve to go down. Mm-hmm. But that means you have a lot of good players. So that was Cardinals manager Oliver Marmel as uh, he spoke with the media both before and after the game today. When we come back, we'll uh, wrap things up. But before we wrap things up, we'll hear a little bit from uh, Jack Flaherty and we'll hear a little bit from uh, Tommy Edmond. That's next. This is a Gray Bar Sports Open Line on KMOX. <laughs> This edition of a Gray Bar Sports Open Line here on KMOX. My name is Matt Pauley. Another two-hour program coming your way tomorrow evening, 6 o'clock to 8 o'clock. We're going to have a lot of two-hour shows between now and the uh, start of the Cardinal season. And then we won't have very many two-hour shows at all for uh, six, seven months or so after that once uh, once Cardinals baseball does officially uh, get underway. All right, uh, we uh, heard from Oliver Marmel in the last segment. Before we get out of here, did want to play you uh, some of what Jack Flaherty and Tommy Edmond had to say today. Flaherty after his performance and Edmond before the game as he uh, rejoined the team after uh, some time uh, at the WBC. We will start with uh, Jack Flaherty. Again, uh, his line today, uh, uh, four and a third innings, three runs, two earned on seven hits, three strikeouts, two walks. He had a re-entry situation where in the fourth inning things were getting a little bit dicey for him and uh, his pitch count was getting to a place where uh, it was either he finish out that inning and be done or have another up down and come back out for the fifth inning and you're able to do uh, some of those things in spring training. More on that in a moment, but Flaherty, first off, just kind of did a, a general evaluation of his performance. It's a little over the place. Um, you know, I felt like I was getting outs early or like, you know, the first couple times I faced them, the last two outings were pretty aggressive. And um, But I think part you know, they came out aggressive. It was the first pitch of the game, swinging. Um, 
you know, things weren't hit too hard in the first inning, but just kind of a couple of well-placed balls. You just kind of keep executing pitches, which I was able to do. Um, eventually got the double play, got out of there. Uh, and then, but was kind of all over the place, you know, looked up and had more balls and strikes for most of the time out there. It didn't feel that way early, and then it um, kind of just kept adding on to that. Just was, you know, fastball command wasn't great, wasn't able to pitch in well. Couldn't land my curveball for... Uh, the most part was fighting it, but I mean, otherwise, you, all you can do is try to induce weak contact at that point. And uh, but you just start running up pitch count. Um, you know, team that was aggressive the first two times kind of waited me out a little bit more today, just probably due to you know struggle with command a little bit. He did admit that as spring training gets down into the home stretch, that absolutely these starts are getting more and more important. Yeah, you treat them a little bit more like a regular uh, season start, where you start getting into games and then you start getting into situations and you know you start gauging your gauging your energy and trying to take it from you know kind of find that speed to, to be at and then when you gotta reach back to your better stuff when you get into situations you, you start being able to do that um that yeah i didn't think i did the best job of that today but um just fighting myself a little bit but Execute. And then what I was talking about a few moments ago, that re-entry situation where uh, we heard from Oliver Marmel, it was really Flaherty's decision. He could choose between either finishing an inning, trying to get out of a jam, or having another up-down and being able to come out uh, for another inning. He explained uh, why he made the decision that uh, he made in just that entire situation. You asked, do you want to finish this or you want to come back out? And I was like, I'd rather come back out. Um, I, I, you know, you have, I mean... Not stupid. I have a very good understanding of where we are in the situation and like how the inning's going and what I'm supposed to get to that day. Um, so I, you know, I took note of that. He asked me, and I was just like, rather go back out and you know, I was able to make some good pitches um, there and uh, in that situation, missed a missed with one right, you know, down the middle. The guy hit and then uh, threw a good slider to Abreu and then threw a not so good one that he, you know, just still hit for a double when you when you hang something you hang something but uh yeah i mean we're we're getting to that point where kind of get to go out and treat it like a full game all right let's get to uh tommy edmund he also met with the media earlier today as he returns to camp for the first time after being uh at the uh wbc and uh, a lot of talk about that he said being part of the wbc was really cool a very cool experience um just a kind of a different different kind of uh way that fans embrace the game over there um there's definitely differences um in i think just like this the support like the way that they support their teams um and i think like one of the coolest things i saw was uh for each individual player in, in japan like they each had their own uh walk-up song oh, that the fans they? had made up oh, themselves okay. <laughs> so that was pretty cool to see and um just like a, a great environment to play in um and yeah, I mean, I just really enjoyed every every uh, bit of my time there. Continuing on, kind of in that same thought, uh, he said that the WBC, absolutely a fun event to be part of, and it was also good to play some games here uh, this early on in the year, uh, part of the calendar where you normally are not playing games that matter. It was really cool. Um, I think just to get to play meaningful games um, in March when when uh, you normally would be playing spring training, which not the spring training games aren't meaningful, but not quite the... Uh, the same environment as 35,000 fans at the Tokyo Dome. Um, so that was that was neat to, to kind of have some games where I'm able to mentally um, be fully locked in as if it's a playoff-type environment. 
Um, so, and unfortunately, we didn't advance um, to the second round. We we played a uh, not our great our greatest game against Australia in that first game. Um, and I think that was the game we had to win to get on to the next round. So, that was the results from that standpoint. Um, wasn't what we hoped for, but um, I think it was just a cool experience, and I was still able to get my reps in that I would normally during spring training. So that was. Uh, good from that standpoint. It was a lot of travel for Edmund, really long flights, uh, time changes. Like that's as tough as it gets. So uh, it's going to take a, a day or two for him to uh, really jump all the way back in. And uh, he'll get back into the lineup probably coming up uh, this weekend or early uh, next week. And he said that he's not going to jump right back in as he returns. It'll take a few days. Um, I, I heard from everyone I've spoken to uh, going there is easier than coming back here. Um, and I, I, I feel good right now. Um, I know there's probably things that my body will be telling me that I don't mm-hmm. feel quite as good. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, it's just I think getting back on the sleep schedule. Like, I, I had a tough time staying awake last night, mm-hmm. um, and then I woke up really early this morning. So just uh, hopefully can make gradual adjustments uh, each day um, and hopefully doesn't doesn't linger for uh, for more than a couple days. So that was Tommy Edmonds speaking uh, earlier today in Jupiter. And that's just about going to do it for this edition of Sports Open Line. Thanks so much for being uh, tuned in. Certainly was a uh, fun show. We'll be back with you again tomorrow night at 6 o'clock for another edition of Sports Open Line right here on KMOX. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.